you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Game's all about. All of a sudden, you feel like you can't miss. Hey! 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 Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore, and I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, joined by my colleague, professional better Raheem Palmer. This is the Wednesday Workshop. We break down the slate of Wednesday games in the NBA, giving you Raheem's professional insight we break down the numbers the angles the size the totals to give you the best betting action for your wednesday nba slate raheem let's not waste any time except for telling everyone that you should download the action network app because it's the best way for you to track your picks and i'll get all the information that you need outside of that though raheem let's go ahead and just get right into this what's your best bet for wednesday Let's go with the Miami Heat, minus five and a half. I also like the under in this game. First things first, when you look at this Warriors team without Steph Curry, they are just two and five on the year. The only wins have come against the Detroit Pistons, 105-102, and the San Antonio Spurs. And we all know this Miami Heat team. They are one of the best teams in the East. They are a championship contender. They, they play good defense. They have a solid offense. And I just think this Warriors team, they're, they're really in a bad spot playing their third game of four nights. They're going to be playing the Orlando Magic tonight, a game in which they're laying eight. But they have just a 110 offensive rating without Steph Curry this year. And I think they're going to have to rely on their defense. So I do like the under, but I just think they're a little bit overmatched in this spot. My model makes this game six and a half. And I mean, some of those games actually include Steph Curry. So I just think the, the Heat, disappointing spot coming off against the, the, the Sixers, they should be able to bounce back here. All right, so that's the thought, right? Is like they they had the they completely laid an egg versus the Sixers without Joel Embiid and James Harden, and you think that they won't have back to back letdown spots? Is that yeah? Is there any? I wonder if there's like any sort of we we need to like come up with a way to track that, right? Like how do you do in letdown spots on a in consecutive games? I mean, so much of this is fading the Warriors. You guys know I haven't really been high on the Warriors all year long, and I mean without Steph Curry, it's just. It's a tremendous and devastating loss. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I got, I'm a little nervous about this one. Uh, you get a really good defense in the Warriors, right? Recording this on Thursday night. Yeah, they're down 12-4 to the, to the Magic. Let's see how that shakes out. Um, if they lose, honestly, I would probably like the Warriors more in that. Like, are they going to, they're probably going to like actually be like, all right, let's knock it off. Like, we can be better than this. The rest of that team is better than losing to the Magic. Um, the Heat offense, uh, let me, Put it this way, talking to Heat fans, there's like a little bit of like, man, I don't know how good we are. Like, well, we got the record, but 
I don't know how good we are. And that offense just stalls out. Like it, it just stalls. Um, yeah. I think both teams are going to play a heavy amount of zone. Now, look, I've got this, like, for whatever reason, I have this actually, like, projected at uh, 216 and a half. So I've actually got it, got it towards the over. Just don't like that. Don't don't feel good about that, that at all. Um, I have this on matchup base. Um, I've got it. it it's going to lean towards Golden State because Golden State's been a better team throughout the course of the season. Their numbers are, are kind of going to reflect that. Um, I'm, I've got it like close to a pick, right? So I'm fine with like saying like Steph's worth so much of the spread that's almost incalculable. I, I kind of get that. I guess to me, it seems like too much of a, of a slam spot, especially with it being six versus like a pretty decent team. They're likely to get up for that game. I guess the Warriors are on the back to back though. And there's a chance that they just like, they arrest a bunch of guys, even on the back to, even though it's on national TV, they just say like, oh. It's not even just a back to back. It's a three and four nights. Yeah. Played at home against the Spurs. And to be honest, the Spurs were smoking. They were, the Spurs were up 10 in the fourth quarter. I mean, and they had to battle back multiple times. So I don't respect this Warriors team at all. I mean, I, I do like the under. When you have the, the Miami Heat, they play at one of the slowest paces in the league. And the Warriors aren't particularly fast, especially without Steph Curry. So, All right, I'm willing to cede to you on this. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you this. The number always moves with you. Like we've, when we've been doing the show, like we've, you've tweeted about it, like consistently we'll wake up the next morning and the number will move like a point, point and a half. What's your stop by point on this? Six and a half. That's it. I, like, I, yeah. I don't want to lay seven or eight. I, Cause I, I do think the Warriors defense can keep this close. But you think the Warriors are bad. You don't respect them. You just said that. I don't respect them, but it's just at some point it's just, there's, there's a buy point on every side. I mean, look, they got blown out, but <laughs> they got blown out by the Raptors, 119-100. They got blown out by the Timberwolves. I mean, obviously, we know the Timberwolves are a good offense, but I think at nine, like, I think at like eight, nine, you want to you stay away from this. But you're okay at seven and a half. I'm, I'm okay at seven. I'm not laying any more at seven. <laughs> okay, no more, no more than seven. Hopefully, you get this early. Uh, Raheem's already put the picks in to the app, so you should download the app turn on notifications for Raheem and you'll get those as soon as he puts them in before we even broadcast and you can listen and, and hear like the reasoning and maybe, you know, make additional bets. Um, okay. So you got the under in this one. What else you got on the slate? This is one that I'm like really, really interested to hear your thoughts on. Um, I know you are a Grizzlies fan. I kind of like the Grizzlies against the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow. They're, I mean, they're getting plus three. The Grizzlies are 14 and two without John Morant. We all know John Morant's not playing. I don't want to put this in the app right now because I do think, you know, the Brooklyn Nets, they're, they're six and one without Kevin Durant right now. And I'm actually slated to do this game, guys. So I'm still thinking through it, but I'm looking at taking the Grizzlies once this line kind of goes up. Yeah, I know Ja, they've been good in that spot. If I think if it gets I think if it gets steamed, you definitely go in on Memphis. Right? Like if this gets to four, I want Memphis. But I don't want it I don't want it less than a possession. I want yeah. this to be I want this to be at least multiple possessions. Um, you know, I think I think the concern probably is that the Nets have the ability just to put up a really big number. And sometimes that's caused issues for Memphis where their overall defense is pretty good. But sometimes they just get like shellacked uh, on the defensive end. When they have problems, that's usually like where it pops up. Uh, let me look at their performance versus opponents in top 10 offensive rank, which the Nets aren't going to be because of their various 
issues throughout the course of the season, but I want to see what it looks like. Um, if we, if we project Brooklyn as that type of team, what does this look like? Uh, Memphis. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Here, here's a number to scare you off. Memphis is 10 and eight straight up versus top 10 offenses this season, but they're 28th versus in spread differential. They're minus five in spread differential. That's for playing the glass. They got the 21st ranked offense and the 17th ranked defense versus those top 10 offenses. Um, they're also number one in win differential in those 18 games. They're, they should have uh, just six wins and they've got 10 in that spot based off of point differential. And then some of that's like blowout, et cetera, small sample. But I, I get a little nervous about, like, you know me, I like betting those spots where it's, a team that's shorthanded that the market overcorrects for the Grizzlies. I have a history of being really good without John Morant. They've been good in those spots. They take care of business. There's a lot of talent, national TV game, but this is a Katie Kyrie spot, right? Oh, Kyrie is playing. Okay. Yeah. Look, I mean, you kind of got to go with the Nets in this spot. It's just the offense is too good with Katie and Kyrie. <laughs> like I think that's the one thing I always forget. It's just like you have to have two separate power ratings for this team. And yeah. I mean, with Katie and Kyrie, they're pretty much one point two points per possession. Totals two thirty five. I kind of like the over. Yeah, this, this feels one twenty one seventeen. That doesn't get you a lot of leeway. I have it two forty three. Yeah, I think the over there is is probably the spot just based off of. If Memphis wins, it's because Bain goes nuts and Jaron Jackson has a big game. But, like, you know, Katie's going to put up 35 and Kyrie's probably going to put up 25. And they're going to shoot a lot of threes. Grizzlies half-court defense isn't necessarily as good as it kind of looks on paper. Yeah, I, I, I can't get there on Memphis, even with a spot that usually I'd be very interested in with Ja out. This particular specific matchup I don't love. Yeah, I think I'm actually, I'm going to lay it with the Nets. The interesting thing is that even without Irving, if you look at that Dragic, Curry, Brown, Durant, Drummond lineup, they play 47 possessions this year. And they're scoring, they're now scoring teams by 23 points per, per one of possessions. And they have an offensive rating of 134. I think Kevin Durant is playing at such an MVP level right now that it's tough to fade him. But I, like when I looked at the line and I saw it was just three, it just felt like a spot for the Grizzlies. But we're going all the, all the way other other way. Lay the points with the Brooklyn as soon as possible. Uh, well, I want to ask you about the mm-hmm. Phoenix Suns and the Minnesota Timberwolves. This opened with Wolves minus one and a half and swung immediately to Suns minus two. Like the market flipped out on this, on this opening line when it dropped. And it dropped a little bit earlier. I saw our guy Joe Delaro will be on tomorrow's show talking about it. Um, the line currently is Suns minus two, Wolves at home, coming off a heartbreak loss to the, the Dallas Mavericks on Monday. They face the Mavericks again on Friday. Uh, no Chris Paul, but Devin Booker back. What do you put this number at? And what do you think of the side of? They said, I thought he said Chris Paul was playing. I read that he could be back on Wednesday. Let me check that. because I, I think that's. I think that's why the line, the line moved. You think that's why? You think it's because <laughs> they just basically found out that Paul was going to play? Uh, he's been ruled out of Wednesday's contest against Timberwolves. Dwayne Rankin of the Arizona Republic reports. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. I, I think this line is a little concerning for me. I actually make this game a pick em 
So at two, I think you kind of got to look towards the Minnesota Timberwolves. I mean, they have yeah. been by far the best team in the league. And I mean, even though they lost out of the night, they had a three-point lead with two minutes to go before giving up that 7-0 run. And they still got the cover um, in a game which we gave out at plus three and a half. So if you got it plus two and a half, plus three and a half, you cover it. But this, I mean, this team has just been unbelievable since the All-Star break. So I, at home, I think they're what are they? They're eleven and three right now. Eleven and two since the All Star break. League best net rating. I like the Timberwolves in this in this matchup. I think that's that's the way to go. So uh, full season numbers, power rating. I've got it at five. I've got it at Wolves plus five. Let's put three points on on CP three. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that gets us to two. So we're already in inside the number. And then Cam Johnson, I think, is probably worth a half point. That's how important I think Cam Johnson is. He's out too. So yeah. that slides another point, uh, another half point towards the Wolves. The Wolves need to get this one. Because otherwise, they're looking at a potential three-game losing streak. And they just climbed into the sixth spot. And they could be, depending on what happens with Denver, who's also got the Clippers, as we record this on uh, Tuesday night. They've got the Clippers tonight. And then they've got the Suns later this week. Both of them play the Suns. Um, So, yeah, I kind of like the Wolves here. I think getting the Wolves is a home dog in this spot, desperate versus a... Look, the Suns don't have much to play for at this point. They just don't. They're going to be the one seed. There's no no mathematical way they're not going to be the one seed. So I kind of like grabbing the wolves here. The total on this game uh, is 234. Feels a little high to me. Yeah. What do you got? What do you have the total projected at? If I use my post all-star rate numbers, I have it 243. Yeah. If I use my, my full season numbers, I have it 228. Okay. So that brings up a good point. I want to talk to you about this. Um, what do we do with totals right now? Right. So we've talked about this, about how, like, I don't have the, the ability with what I've built to do these splits of posts and, and uh, before all-star, which is why I always recommend everybody listen to your models. I use mine as like a discussion point. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the offense went from bad at the beginning of the year to pretty like solid, very medium Goldilocks zone in, I would say December and January really through the all-star break. Um, with the exception of the COVID impacted games, right? And then after All Star, it's just been score palooza. Like we've just had fifty burgers every single freaking night. I don't know what like I, I don't. Do we just like do we just assume this is the new norm? Do we just like stabilize because it's like league wide, everyone's dropping one twenties and one thirties now. And I don't know how to square this with like where did the defense from early in the season go? I don't know how to I don't know how to bet totals with a discrepancy between where we were at for three-fourths of the season and where we are now. I think you have to really just kind of throw out a lot of the earlier season numbers. And I mean, like, look, that total we just talked about, Minnesota Timberwolves, Phoenix Suns. My, my full season numbers has it 228. Yeah. My post-All-Star break numbers have it 243. So when you're looking at the books, all they did was just average the two <laughs> and come up with 234 like 234 and a half. And then, you know, maybe you might insert your opinions on how the game goes and make an adjustment either way. But I mean, you, you're looking at a team in the Phoenix Suns who they still have the, the one of the best defenses in the league. So, and then obviously without Chris Paul out there, they're even more reliant on their defense because the offense isn't the same. So I think you're, you're, you're kind of using more recent numbers, but you're also trying to determine, you know, the matchups. So like a lot of times, the, the first model I look at is post All Star break. We talked earlier about this, the the Warriors and the Heat. My number makes that Heat minus six and a half. Now, if I'm using full season numbers, that's a pickup. Yeah. So it's just 
it's, it's like I'm seeing across the board my full my post All Star break numbers are more representative of what we're seeing with these teams, especially with so many of these teams drastically changing. It's like what we saw earlier in the year isn't even indicative of what we have now. One thing to note here: so the Wolves' base coverage is they play at the level they've been playing more drop lately. Dane Moore mm-hmm. covers the Wolves; done a really good job covering their like their defensive coverage changes. They're playing yeah. a little bit more drop. Uh, they're switching up a little bit, but they kind of, I think, are realizing like we just have to play at the level. Like that's mm-hmm. just where we're at our best. Here's the problem: Phoenix is the number one team offensively mm-hmm. in the league per second spectrum scoring mm-hmm. against teams that play at the level. Um, they average one point one three points per possession versus that coverage. That is mm-hmm. an absurd mark. That is by far mm-hmm. the best mark in the league. Now, a lot of that's because like Chris Paul will torch you, right? Like you you double Chris Paul, and Chris knows a million ways to beat you off the bounce. He just knows how yeah. to how to how to pass. He'll nutmeg you. He knows how to split the double. He knows how to beat that coverage. I'm not sure the Booker's is comfortable. And so like, that's kind of the question here is, mm-hmm. is do you think that the wolves can get pressure on the ball handler enough to turn them over? And I kind of lean. Yes. So like I lean towards the under, but I'm not sure I'm going to bet it just because like I said, I don't, I'm trying to figure out how to bet totals right now with the discrepancy between these. And it's been pretty wild. I just noticed, I just looked this up. They've completely changed the way they've called fouls. Like before the all-star break, the Houston Rockets led the league in free throw attempts per game at 25. After the all-star break, the Knicks are, they lead the league in free throw attempts at 31.1. And you have actually 11 teams shooting over 25 free throws. <laughs> so it's a completely different game. A uh, couple more before we get out of here. I'm, I have to ask you about it. I'm sorry. It's all uh, good. <laughs> the Los Angeles Lakers are at home versus the Philadelphia 76ers. They're seven point dogs at home. A LeBron James team with LeBron playing is a seven point underdog at home to the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, you have been pointing out the problems with the Sixers lately. You have been off of the Lakers all year. So at seven, what is your lean on the side? I hate both of these teams. These are both my favorite two teams in NBA. I'm a Lakers fan. I'm a Sixers fan. A lot of people don't realize that. Um, but my eyes at you. <laughs> Kobe and Allen Iverson. It just is what it is. But um, my post All-Star break numbers put this game at 15 and a half. With the over under of 233. My full season numbers put this at 3.5 with the over under of 219. I think for this matchup, I kind of got to lean over. Um, I don't know how you lay it with the Sixers team, right? I just, I don't know. I, I'm struggling. I like how <laughs> Russ has been playing. I'll say that. I, yeah. like how, I like how Russ has been playing. He's been playing much better. I think he'll be in. You know, it feels like he does this every, it feels like the yeah. last three seasons. Post All Star break, he finds a groove. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I thought it was gonna happen after All Star break, and then it didn't happen. It got worse, but now I'm like, maybe it's now. Now we're down to like the last quarter of the season, like last ten games. Like that's all that you get from that's all that the rest of you get. You get ten good games, and that's it. Um, but he's been really good. Last one, I'm not gonna bet that game. Last one is uh, Celtics and Jazz. The Celtics are at home. Uh, they are six point favorites versus the Utah Jazz. Uh, matchup based. I've got this uh, Jazz actually minus two and a half uh, for full season power rating 
I've got this Celtics minus two. So I'm selling a pretty big like edge on Utah. I'm curious what post all-star says about this Boston Celtics team, which has been the best team in the league the last three months. At this 8.6. Okay. I think, I think the, I'm always like, I mean, I had, I played this angle the other day because I like the Nets against the Jazz and I, I gave out the Nets um, money line against the Jazz. I also gave out Kevin Durant over 31 and a half. I just think this, this Jazz team, they just don't really have the wings to match up against elite wings. When you look at the first Jazz and Celtics game, Tatum put up 37 points. Um, obviously, LeBron James cooked this team for 33. And then, obviously, you have Kevin Durant putting up 37 points. And it's just, at least Joe Ingles can, you know, was solid on the defensive end of the floor. But, I mean, now you don't have Bogdanovich. Now you don't have Ingles. I mean, you have Rudy Gay out there, but he's really no match for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And I just think there's a, a, a huge difference in athleticism on the wings. And that's a problem for me in this matchup. So I'm kind of leaning towards the Celtics, but I think the market has kind of caught up to them to the point where I don't, I don't necessarily want to lay six here because I do think this is still a, a solid jazz team, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Celtics went out there and flew them out. Is this like a stop at falling knife thing, right? Like the, yeah. jazz are, the jazz are kind of falling apart. Like there's been some concerning losses lately. The jazz, the jazz riders starting to be like, Hmm, like, they they just haven't they had that little run when they got Rudy back and then they mm-hmm. you know they lost to the Lakers and it's just they've just been pretty shaky. They just have not played very well. So I mean they, they won three they won three straight before the Nets game, but I mean obviously you missing Bogdanovich, you still missing House. I mean, like Mike Conley has been awful. Yeah. I mean, right now it's just Donovan and and Rudy, and they have like no no real wins. So I mean, they beat up on a bad Clippers team. They beat up on a bad Knicks team, and they beat up on a, on a Bulls team, which is in a total tailspin. But like you said, there's been concerning losses against the the Spurs. I mean, the, the Mavericks dominated them. The Pelicans. So it's just that Pelicans loss was really bad. So yeah, it was real bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think six might be short. If you get this, I would not go any higher than six, though. Yeah. That's that may be the the. I actually put it in the app at five because I think Fox Bike had it up at five earlier on. I just kind of grabbed it, yeah. um, knowing that this would probably go up. So I think uh, yeah, six is probably short. I think I'll stay away. The only other one that I have here is um, I actually kind of like the Pacers versus the Kings tomorrow. I just like high octane teams versus the Kings defense, and the Pacers bring mm-hmm. a lot of offense. Now I'm a little surprised that the Pacers are favored in the spot. Like that's a little weird, right? Like that should not probably be the case that the Indiana Pacers should be favored by five and a half points. I was a little bit curious about where you had this line. I have this at. Wow. I have this at. Pacers minus 1.6 for the post all-star break. And I have it as Pacers minus four and a half for full season numbers. What's the total? It's 236. Yeah, I have this. I have this going over two forty five for full yeah. season numbers yeah. and two thirty one. Um, is is Fox playing? I know he didn't play the other night. I don't even. I don't think it matters. I just think that but neither of these teams can stop anything. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm leaning over as well. I think that's that's a, so fast. Yeah, I think I think over two thirty six actually might be the play. Hate playing those high numbers. Okay, so that's gonna wrap it up. Uh, mm-hmm. Raheem has got 
the Miami Heat versus the Golden State Warriors minus six. Don't play it above seven. Under uh, two fourteen. Under two fourteen. He's got. I like the Brooklyn Nets minus three. The Nets minus three versus the Grizzlies. Uh, we both like the Wolves in the spot versus the Suns. No play on the total there, right? Yeah, no play on the total. And then we like the over in the Kings game. Let's get wrap it up for yeah. Buckets. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow night with another episode of the Thursday night workshop. We'll break down all the games with Joe Delera. We'll throw in some props as well. Raheem and I will be back tomorrow. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have yourselves a great Wednesday. We'll see you guys again next time. Let's get Buckets. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.